I feel like maybe there were a few doors that might have been open that I didn't walk through. And it got to the point where I was just like, okay, you're going to get kicked through this door now. You know what yeah. I mean? Get rid of that job. Go and do this. Scariest thing ever did. Best thing ever did, though. Time to get ground to earth. I'm David. And I'm Josiah. And today we're here with our good friend, Jonathan Mitchell. I mean, he's your good friend. We just yeah. met. Yes. Really? I thought we were really good friends already. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't take long. Uh, yeah, I guess I mean, we'll have to see throughout the, the span of the show. You know, oh, no, no, you no. Guys... I'm, I, this, this relationship is approved. Oh, I'm done. done already. I can Perfect. use to tell within the first 15 seconds. And that... It took me three seconds to decide yes on you. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, wow, we're here. Wow. I was like speed dating. Yeah. <laughs> We're in Elevation Coffee, which is in Tampa, Florida. Yeah. It's a beautiful coffee roastery, coffee shop, lab. They are brewing up some incredible coffees, and we're just excited to be here today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, too. This is so much fun. All, All right. right. Let's taste some coffee. Let's do it. So it's time for What's in the Cup, and we're going to take a drink of this mystery, beautiful coffee. It, it, and it's... <laughs> And, and you know the drill. This is when we drink coffee and David and myself today are going to do our very yeah. best. I'm not alone. To try and discern what the roaster says the coffee tastes like. Okay. Um, I'm just going. You can keep talking. So we're going to take some sips. Oh, wow. Dude, that's good. It's really good. I, I know what it is. He we knows. Are. Right we away, will be I guessing. already know what it is, so. Both of us are <laughs> guessing today. Now, essentially, we're guessing Jonathan's palate. Right. I mean, oh, it's my, you, mine and Esmond's. We're the ones that come up with the tasting you notes You do? Together, okay, together. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't want it just to be mine. Honestly, I'm more of a vague tasting note guy. Like, I don't like to have specifics because yeah. everybody's palate's a little different. And some of them can sound a bit pretentious in a way. And yeah. I, and I this is a non-pretentious like show. That's what it I'm is. saying. So that's why, like, even, like, as you're tasting, start vague first. Be like, it's... X. Well, and then from there, you kind of move. That's thing. There's Can like we a, team together? We, let's tag do it. team it. Let, yeah. Let's tag team it. Now, what's scoop? There it is. I feel, you know? <laughs> I feel way dude, better. I love that. I know that's, that's, that's very dad like yeah. right there. <laughs> now, I will say when I first tasted Wait. it, I had like an instant, I had an instant note. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know anything about this coffee, but I, there was something that I tasted. I, am I well, supposed to like whisper in your ear? Was it? No, 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 we're talking about wow. there's, there's no definitive okay. answers yeah. that you're like, okay, perfect. A, I, I was thinking like pear, like a red pear. Like visually, it was like the first thing I thought of. I could I get behind know. that. We've could had red pear we on have. the show. But also, dude, I just love coffee. <laughs> Me too. This is so good. I, I'm reminded of... Um, I'm getting a little bit of a fermentation flavor. So, I mean, like maybe something in the wine category. It's definitely, it's, it's definitely, yeah, very, it's very fruity, yes. earthy. Yeah. It's not in the like super chocolatey side. It's more expressive. I'm, I'm going generically with I wine. feel more things. I see more colors when I taste it. Have you heard of that synesthesia? Is that when you hear things that you no, get colors? So or? Syn synesthesia can be any mix up of any senses. Okay. There's been like 80 different doc I don't know how I know this. 
Well, it's because I it's because I was really curious. I think there's like 80 different documented types of synesthesia out there. Oh wow. The math doesn't add up to me because I'm thinking five senses, you know. Right. Yeah. But somehow like there's all sorts of different things yeah, that can I mean, there's perceptive. so many different tasting notes. I think on wine alone, there's like 500, like on your palate. Oh, are there? Coffee, there's over 800, I think. Oh, so see, coffee co is like more complex than wine. <laughs> That's I knew I like coffee better than wine. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, wine is one, is, is one of mine. The wine is going to be a tasting note? I, I, well, unless you disagree, because we have to well, agree. I, I have that, that also feels, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, Wine is the result of a fruit. And I think we should leave it to something a little bit more broad. Well, then maybe we're going to have to have getting, separate notes. Are the rules on this? Like you only need to get one of the notes right? The goal yeah. is that we, okay. yeah, we get like a, a category of things right. Like there was one time where he guessed, I think dark chocolate or chocolate. And because I, uh, it was M&M's yeah. was one of the notes. Uh, okay, yeah. And we were like, cool. Close we, enough. Close enough. Gotcha. Well. Hand grenades and horseshoes, man. That's the only thing close that was, enough counts. That would be like a pretentious <laughs> note. <laughs> so how about we just each do, I'll give you, you guess two. I'll guess my one. I guess two? Or do you want us to just like- I thought you both guess one and then come together on the on okay, the third that's one. That's a good wine and you're going red pair. I, but I, I agree with the red pair. I'll go so with make you pair. Pick, pick I'll go one. with pair just I, in general. Okay, I, I'm, with, I'm good with your pair. Okay. All right, we'll say all three. I need the last one. Am I allowed to drop like maybe yeah. a hint on something one of y'all said would, earlier? Sure. What if you said something like almost like an earthiness? Think of think of a spice then. Mmm. It, it for me it does because I'm not distracted by anything else, and yeah. I get to then like picture what is right. What is this reminding me of? The first one was obvious, but listen, I think I think pear, cinnamon, and. Wine. Wine are three strong guesses. Okay. Let's do it. Why not? Okay. All right. We're going to guess pear, cinnamon, and wine. So I'm going to give you the wine because you got grape on there. So, and wine was one of the notes that when we were tasting it. Okay. Apple and pear, bro. Apple and pear are very close. Yes. So I think you guys got, I'm going to say you guys close. got two out of three. Close. Well, as close to cinnamon. Yeah. So say it wasn't quite as like. Yeah. As um, what do you call it, desserty like cinnamon? It was more like right. earthy, like a clove. Or okay, something. Exactly. all right. Yeah, but yeah. the so that that grape, the wine. First thing I tasted when I when we first got this in from the importer. First, I said this is wine. This is like ferment. I looked at it. It is they actually ferment this coffee while it's still in the in the cherry. Okay, so wow. that's why it gets those winey fermenting notes. So what made stuff. you what made you decide to go with grape as the descriptor as opposed to wine? I think it's more accessible to every day person. They look and they look at wine like. Some of our bags, like you have the the plant varietal on it. Yeah. So one of them has this one right here has uh, Bourbon. But some people look at that and they think it's a tasting note. They're like, oh, bourbon's in there. So Bourbon, we kind of yeah. didn't want to mm. put wine as a tasting note because we don't want people to think it was wine. Or some people like you've had those barrel aged coffees. We don't want people to think like, they had, like soaked in wine, a soaked in wine. And they're just like, I can't let my kid drink this, you know, right, something like right, that. Right. So we wanted to keep some of those more descriptive things okay. off of it and go with something like grape, which is what wine is made of. How do you decide if you're going to go with like a grape as a descriptor as opposed to something that's like a dried fruit? How do you make that distinction? When, like, like dried date or, or raisin. So certain tasting notes will do that, but 
that's something you'll see. We try to stay away from that as well. Esteban and I yeah. want to keep it more like grape and let you decide if it's a raisin or a red grape or sure. a white grape. You know, let the person drinking it decide. Don't let us tell you what's in right. it. You know, because like sometimes you can look at it right away and you're just like, oh, I do taste that. Are you tasting it because you expected to taste it or are you tasting it because you actually taste it? And, and we try, that's why we try to keep them vague, but at the same time, definitive. Yeah. But we want you to kind of explore where that maybe that's a black currant, not a right. grape too. And maybe it's, you know, what's behind it had a currant? But you see that? Say, on, yeah. That's the thing I don't like either. When you see like notes on a taste on a bag and somebody's like, I didn't know that existed, let alone have I had that. Right. You right. Know? Half of us in the coffee world haven't tasted it ourselves or we tasted it just so that we can put it on the back, you know? <laughs> And we're just trying to keep some of that pretension on the back burner and then let the person at home be as pretentious as they want. You Listen, know? Jonathan, you were made I for this show. That. The unpretentious Seriously. nature. Well, it's so considerate of the person consuming the cup of coffee that I, it, it, it's so funny as, as you're sitting here and I said, wine, maybe we should go with the, a description. That's a little bit more. I know. And he, was that. He, was, he was, he was trying to point. He was literally going, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's got it. He's like, let's go with what, what are wines made of? You know? Yeah. Uh, but and, but I love I love that like you immediately got the fermentation and the fact that it's like a red honey processed coffee yes. and that's like that's very it's unique and it's not as common as maybe washed or just like a straight up natural right and uh, what's cool about this coffee too is that it's like the varietal like normally you see on there like our other bags you got you know the varietals are all these different plant types Tipica Bourbon Pache yeah. what is F one that is an actual hybrid that was created I don't think it was by this farm but by farms in Costa Rica. So Costa Rica, from my understanding, I don't want to speak for farmers or anything like that, was struggling with like people just being like, oh, it's a Costa Rican coffee. You know, they were like, we need something that's going to wow people. But we also, because of our climate, they're prone to droughts. They're prone to certain mm. uh, bugs that can help rust the plant. So they needed to come together and create a hybrid plant that would fend off bugs, be good for all weather, but also wanted some of the fruitiness that they were missing in some of their coffees. So yeah. they crossbred two different varietals to create this new varietal called F1. And it's very hard to find. So I think it was very experimental at first. Mm, okay. So like the first bag we got was not this one. It was a different Costa Rica. It's, I, I mean, I, I, it's not like a toot your own horn kind of thing. It's more toot the farm right. horn kind of thing. It's one of the best coffees i ever had in my life. It was one wow. of those we brought in. It was like a showstopper. You know, yeah. we, the second I tasted it, I called the, uh, the uh, producer up. They're in Charleston, South Carolina, the Balzac brothers. Just give them a little shout out. Yeah. Call them up. I'm like, I need every bag you got. They're like, this was a micro lot. We have three bags. I'm like, I oh, need man. every bag you got. Yeah, I need all thing, you three know? bags. And then, oddly enough, my brother, he runs, uh, he's a director of operations over a coffee shop in South Carolina. He was trying to get the same bags. Really? So, yeah. Did you beat him to it? it? So We were both interested. <laughs> Synergy. So he beat me to two of the three, I think it was. So I ended up getting one. Okay. Okay. And so, and then oddly enough, so I've been talking to my brother lately. He still has one of them, and I'm thinking I'm gonna buy it from him. Now, when you say a bag, back. help me understand like how much is is a, like a. So a typical bag's probably gonna be like 150 pounds, but since okay. these were micro lots, they were doing half size bags. They were doing like 72 to 75 okay. pound bags. Okay. And that's what these were. They were a much smaller micro lot. So that's why when this one came out, this was kind of like the second version of that one, yeah. and they decided to go with the red honey process on it. And it's very good as to me, that other one. I know, and it could have been more of that, like, this is the first I've ever had of it. So sometimes in your mind, like, you put yourself in a situation that makes it seem better. But I really believe it was better. And so I'm just really hoping that same farm comes out with that same. Like you said, can they reproduce it? Yeah. I hope they can. Yeah. Right. Because well, it was one of those show-stopping coffees. By, by you, you know, guys fighting over them and grabbing them up, does that help? Does that get communicated all the way down to Costa Rica? And then they end up going, all right, this is yes. something we need to keep making. Yes. So then, like, the, the Balzac brothers will go back to them and say, hey. We had this. It sold out real fast. 
can we get it from you? And at that point, maybe they're like, we'll, we'll pay an extra dollar a pound green. Then we'll sell it to our people for an extra, you know, $2 a pound green. And yeah. from that, all the chain up, it costs more money. So the farmers get more money, sure. they're getting more money. And honestly, that's kind of the goal. You don't want to be buying commodity cheap coffees from right. people and selling it at a specialty price. You know, the goal is, I say this all the time, you can't get two ounces of, you know, whiskey or two ounces of wine that's one of the 1% best in the world and expect to pay $3 for it, you right, know? But right. you can for coffee for some reason. Mm. Not saying that should change. It should be accessible still. But we shouldn't scoff at a 3 or 4 or $5 cup of coffee when it literally is one of the one, best 1% in the world. Sure. And it's helping. I mean, the chain of command going all the way up is something that uh, I already appreciated. But getting deeper into coffee and knowing more with, like, these guys, Yellow Rooster, another shout-out, and Oldsmar. They go to the farms. They tell us, yeah, hand, you know, face to face conversations with the farmers and stuff. They invite us to the farms. And one day, I, I can't wait to go on one of them. Got to take us and, with you. Oh, dude. I mean, I'm sure if it's open, they'll they'll be more Let, than happy to have you. They're, more, hear the, the phone they're call. the more the merrier kind of people. And yeah. Jimmy, the owner of it, is somebody you need to have on your podcast one yeah, okay. day. Super mega mega. That's all I got to say. That's his saying. Yeah. That's his phrase. It needs to be an <laughs> urban dictionary. The guy's amazing. But yeah, so with those. Learning, the more I learn, the more it's like, it's going to sound like almost like poetic or romantic, like to the point where I want to dance with a coffee bean. But <laughs> if I drop a coffee bean on the ground, like it, it doesn't break my heart, but I'm like, that's somebody's hand picked that. I went through a machine right. that somebody paid for. And I went yep. through a process that somebody has put their life savings into. Sure. Then yep. it went to an exporter. They trusted to get it out properly to the United States. So they trusted to you know, sell it and brew it and roast it properly. You know, and it's just one of those yeah. things where you're just like, what else in the world goes through that many steps to get to somebody's cup that we don't appreciate? You right. know, yeah. like where we think that's just like, I just need this to get through the day, which we do, some of us do. And that's, there's no shame in that. But then you get to the point where it's just like, it can be good and it can be special. Like let's, that should be accessible to everybody. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's a huge goal of this show is just to appreciate more something that is common for people. People are drinking coffee every single day. Yeah. But not everybody knows that this special level of attention was paid all the way through to where brothers are fighting over bags because <laughs> it's just that good. Well, and you don't uh, have a $5 cup of coffee every day. But, right, right. but man, when I want to have a good cup of coffee, I'll pay for it. It's worth the investment. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I, and you said something also um, on the 150-pound the bags. Mm -hmm. These are half bags. Right. So that's a green bean, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. What kind of yield do you get out of that bag? So like post roast so like, and stuff. Yeah, so, yes. post roast. Like how much? So typically, is lost? typically I roast in ten pound batches or so. Like okay. my my roaster can go up to twenty two pounds, but it's not worth it to max capacity it. Okay. Ten eleven pounds usually is my max. Out of that roast, you lose a good twelve to fifteen percent from the moisture content because okay. a lot of these coffees, like you was mentioning, are like a wash process. They use water to to you know get this coffee, get the seed from the cherry. Okay. Right? into the bag to us. There's moisture in it. So the second you roast it, he gets it. What happens? Moisture loses. Sure. You lose weight. So that's so typically like a 12-ounce bag that we sell on the shelf was one pound of roasted coffee at one oh, point. Oh, okay. All right. That's a good way to think of it. Yeah. All right. So and then sometimes we sell like that. smaller ones. But yeah, so that's why most people, 12 ounces has become like the standard, the standard right? because that was for us, we could be like, oh, I paid $7 for that one pound. Yeah. I know what I can sell 12 ounces of it for right. kind of thing. Okay. All right. Easy math. I got to ask you about your labeling and even like, I mean, it matches the decor of, of the shop here, which I love. I love you, all you. of the pastels and all of the design. Who, who did you work with to do that? Did you do it yourself? 
So it started with myself. So it was, it's, and it's all intentional too. Uh, we, I mean, we try to be intentional about everything. Yeah, for sure. And so I basically came up like, I, I, I'm a big, I grew up in the 80s. I like neon I bright I feel the colors. vibe and I love it. Right. And it's not full on 80s, you know, it's not like the hair metal 80s or something. It's more like that Blade Runner 80s, but not like Tokyo neon. You know what I mean? Right. Which I love. If I could do that, I probably would have. <laughs> but it's more like, let's make a soft accessible. We are kind of in the suburbs of Tampa. You know what I mean? Like, let's make this like this soft accessible, just bright. And then, so I started creating some of the labels, but my design work, I'm, I'm, I'm not a designer. That's not what I do. Do you have any labels here that are still ones that you did? No, actually we don't. So all of these right here, Esteban did. So he is, Dude, he is Esteban. a designer. Esteban is the man. So Esteban has a passion. So now this is- Esteban needs a raise. Yeah, right, that. honestly. So this is my design. So like this <laughs> cup right here, this was my design. I was like, I kind of like that like whole, you know, Florida yeah, awesome. meets yeah. that. This is my design too. So I created those. So I like more like just simple, clean cut kind of things. And so he knows what I like and he has become part of the persona of sure. Elevation. You know, he, when people come in here, if they don't know him, the owner, they ask if he is, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. he's just like, he is part of this. Yeah. And so that's why he took from my designs and based those and he uses our same color palettes yeah. to create these other ones. This one is more based off the Guatemalan. I was going to say, that's a little different, but I like it. So that was more based off Guatemala's like flag colors. Okay. Stuff. So mm. to kind of keep that one that's true. Awesome. And this is a coffee that we have had for a long time. We want to keep it for a long time. We use it on espresso. So it's just to kind of keep it as like this like noticeable like, oh, that's that same Guatemala I've been getting. You guys have that still? Let me get it, you know? Yeah. And some of them we just like, we know this Ethiopia we won't have forever. We've changed Ethiopia's three times because the crops, they sell out quick, they're high priced, and you got to move on to the next one right. and hope to get something just as good quality. So yeah. if you get different tasting notes, do you leave the design behind as well? Yes. Okay. So when we get a new crop in, that design will go away. We'll bring a new one in. And it's a chance for just getting like deeper into what, you know, like I firmly believe. I believe that we were all created in the image of a creator so our mm. job is to create that's what we were to put on earth for that's different for everybody i don't know how to paint so my creation is not painting my creation is creating community creating hopefully a delicious cup of coffee right. roasted from this green seed that somebody yeah. else used their creation you know to get to that point esteban's creating is he's a great one of the best baristas i've ever met in my life which is when the first time i met him literally the first time i met him and I don't want to sound like I plucked him from another shop because that was not what I was intention was. But I literally was like, I'm going to have that guy run one of my shops one day, you know, because wow. it was more of like his creation of the experience, bringing you this with the notes, with the, you know, everything on it was one of those things that he has always been great at. That's his creation. And also, this is his creation. He loves to create designs. Honestly, like this, where, whenever I want to go and just get really geeky about coffee, mm -hmm. like this is this is where I'll come. Man, that's honestly, awesome. And we, and we love that. That's, that's, that's yeah. what we want. But we also are super accessible to people who don't know coffee. I, totally. Honestly, I, I, I get more jacked up when not the coffee nerd walks to the door being like, you know, like, what's the best thing you got kind of thing. I Trying like when somebody something. walks in. Yeah. They're like, hey, right. I normally go to one of those places. I won't name, you know, what should I try here? Yeah. I yeah. love that. that. That right there. Just like and then the, some most of the time, sometimes, you know. People's taste buds. They, you yeah. know, they, sometimes it's like I taste too much coffee. You know what I mean? Right. That, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Let me let me make it accessible to you because we were all there at one point. At one yeah. point, I was me and my brother in law. That's kind of how our coffee journey started. I mean, other than growing up, I was drinking Cafe Bustello with tons yeah, of cream and sugar. Dude, dude. 
I mean, that's just a Tampa that's thing. Nice story that's my up story, with his mom. Bro. That's me. My mom would yeah. always she'd make a pop, but she'd always make us the oh kids God. go and make her the cup and bring it to her. Okay. We'd steal sips on the way, kind of thing. You yeah. should have done that. That's one of your mistakes. <laughs> Brilliant idea. And so that's kind of what we would drink. And yeah. growing up with that, and then going to college where you actually needed the caffeine kind totally. of thing. And my brother-in-law and I were just going out. We were taking, uh, we went to USF together. He was an architecture program. I was an engineering program. So we what? had some overlapping classes. What, what engineering program were you in? Civil engineering. Oh my gosh. Which... I did two and a half years before I, 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 I'd like to say I left the program, but I got kicked out of the program. Oh my goodness. <laughs> my grades were slipping pretty badly. Right. <laughs> Civil, USF. So, dang, go Bulls. All yeah, right. right. So, and... We would so we were taking a few classes over the summer at St. Pete College because USF wasn't doing some of the math classes that we needed to keep progressing. Okay. So we would work all day, meet up, drive out to St. Pete together. But our thing was always let's grab some Chick-fil-A or Five Guys or something and some coffee. And he'd always be like, Bro, let's get Starbucks. I'm like, nah, man, I like that Dunkin' better. All right, let's let's meet in the middle. Let's get McDonald's. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was kind of like right. our coffee. And yeah. we were thought we were not snobs, but we thought we knew what we were talking about with that kind of thing, getting that, you know that large sugar totally. the bigger you know, the better right and the bigger we're the going, better we're going every wave at a time first wave cafe <laughs> bustello second wave fast food yep. coffee and then bro and then that so then it was literally so my wife's birthday she wanted to go to uh, burns dessert room for her birthday okay. one year like we skipped the restaurant went straight to the dessert room because right you know, we were poor college students we can't afford the, the regular one dessert room though we could afford yeah so we get in there we can get a cup of coffee of course <laughs> you're there dude dude it was burns steakhouse literally i was took a sip of it and i was just like hollering at the waitress come back come back come back what did you do to this i could drink this black if i wanted to i don't want to though but if i wanted to i could and in the kindest way she's like you probably never had freshly roasted coffee i'm like what does that even mean like what do you mean freshly roasted coffee she goes we roasted that five days ago in house my brother and i looked at each other bought a roaster the next day put it in his garage oh my (laughs) that's amazing and then we just started like importing from sweet maria's like a pound of Uganda, a pound of Costa Rica, a pound of the one that blew our minds. We got this Ethiopia Harar natural process, which is usually everybody's like introductory to like mind blowing. Ah. And when he literally, he made an AeroPress of it. So we bought like new brewers. We're like figuring out like, oh, what is the new cool thing to brew it on? And I literally was just like, did you leave blueberries in this cup? I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, taste it. And we're just like, he didn't like it at first. He was just like, nah, I don't know about this. Right. And I'm like, this is amazing. I'm like, are you kidding me? Did you really not put anything in it? He's like, I didn't touch it. And that's kind of like, that's like where the journey of just like, wow, coffee's not supposed to taste like coffee. Yeah, this right. is what coffee's supposed to take. It's like, it's the seed of a fruit. Why shouldn't it have some fruit notes? Why shouldn't it have other characteristics sure. to it other than ashes with, you know, milk and cream and sugar? <laughs> I, I was so curious because it's not many people that you talk to that take their journey of coffee, just like everybody does. You have coffee accessible because most people are drinking coffee. And then you love fast food coffee and you're a frequenter. And then you have a good sip of coffee and you buy a roaster. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. not everybody's journey. <laughs> a lot of times it's like, oh, like there's more to coffee than I thought. Let me go try and find it. Yeah. But you you made it your, yourself. You made it possible to drink good coffees. Yeah. And you went on a like journey yourself of seeking those things out right that's amazing and then you you found the one like probably one of few local roasters in town at that time i think it was like the only one there might have been kawa in st pete though i don't think they were even tampa in tampa yet yeah but i think it was buddy brew at the time and they they were doing really cool stuff too they would bring in stuff i remember tasting my first kenya coffee there too and it was like tastes like tomato juice to me but 
for some people, they're, you know, I mean, I remember even one of the briefs at the time was just like, I don't know if you're ready for this kind of thing. Not in a mean way, you know, it was just more of like, I don't know if you're ready for this. Like, tastes like tomato juice, though. I'm like, I'm ready for it. Like, yeah. yeah. Bring it. Like, yeah. I may not be able to buy a bag of it and drink that every day, but I love that it's different. Yeah, you want you know? to try the experience. Right. Exactly. I agree. I'm, I'm that way too. I, I'll, I'll try anything. Like, that's something like, I, I even, like, you know, Buddy Brew back in the day too, they would bring cool ones like that. They still bring cool coffees, but they had this. I never forget this coffee. It's not the, my favorite coffee I ever had. It's still one of the most memorable to this day, though. It was, it was a Sumatra Wahana. And it tastes like green peppers and cucumbers. Oh, my. It tastes almost like a Greek salad. You know what I mean? You're yeah. just kind of like, I why try does that, that sound good? But I you want to try it. Exactly. Because it's just like, why wouldn't I want to try that? Like, I'm not going to drink 16 ounces of it, but a good four to eight ounces. Yeah. I'd crush that and be happy. You know, I'm totally. like, oh, man, let me, let me go a week later and get that again. You know? And then they were out of it. So, <laughs> man, I, honestly, though, I, want, I really want to try that. It's Seriously, like cucumber. Well, now, what's the what's the most? Um, I, I know you like to stay general and broad with your tasting notes here at the shop, but I mean, what's the most um, unique? I'll say flavor. You're like, I just got to put this on the bag. Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, dang, I, I mean, I don't. I really don't know. That's a good question. Usually when it comes down to like the berries, we'll try to pick a specific berry for it. Yeah, right. um, that's probably as specific as we will get. Even with the apples, we don't want to go green apple. Right. Like, I mean, I think we put red apple before in a bag because it does. There's a difference between a red apple totally. sweetness and sure. there is a granny smith or green even apple, apple cider. You know? Did you always have that, that um, ability to differentiate different tasting notes or did you develop that through coffee? Oh, developed it through coffee for okay. sure. Like it's, yeah, I was never that good at it. And I was never like, at that age, too, I wasn't, like, I wasn't sipping different, like, wines or bourbons. I wasn't even drinking at that age and stuff, you know. So, it was just like not like I was developing a palate or anything. It was more of a, I liked Taco Bus better than Taco Bell. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was sophisticated or something like that, you know. Coffee really is the one that kind of made you realize, like, oh, man, if coffee's like this, yeah. other foods could be like this, right. too. And then you start thinking, why isn't coffee more culinary than other foods are? And it really should be. Yeah. Like, So now I'm curious because we're in we're in elevation and this is your brainchild. Like this is something that you helped build from the ground up. But you also said earlier that Esteban, you knew when you first met him that he was going to run one of your coffee shops. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> and when you said that, I was like, okay, this is awesome because I love this place. But I also know that that's a, in large part, if not a bulk 99% of the part because of it was your something that you dreamed of and you made happen. Right. But it seems like you're headed to other places. You're going to do more things. You've got dreams yes. with coffee. So That's, tell us a little bit more about like what's, what's coming up. So with that, yeah, the goal was always to open more shops because it wasn't just like, here's my brainchild. Here's what I want to do. I, right. I, 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 I. Coffee is one of those things that... I believe you can make a career out of. Not everybody's going to be able to get a career out of it. Same thing with, I worked a corporate job for 12 years. I thought I yeah. could get a career out of. I could have stayed at it as long as I wanted to kind of thing. But it wasn't the career I wanted. And it wasn't, a, it was a career that dead in. You know what I mean? They were yeah. just, you couldn't get past a certain point unless you had a certain degree or you knew a certain somebody. Coffee shouldn't be that way. you know. And yeah. I think that there is a push for that with other shops, with other communities and stuff where they the barista career could be a thing. The d the director over multiple shops could be a thing. The green coffee buyer could be a thing. And as well as one of those guys that I knew right away with that, like I would want him not maybe just even run a shop, be like the director over three local shops, be the trainer over them all. Cause he's 
he's so talented. When I say that, like, it's just from his his ability to brew, his ability to taste, his ability to teach, his ability to build a sense of belonging and community mm-hmm. for other baristas underneath him and stuff like that that want to be like, hey, man, if he's doing this, maybe I could do that too kind of thing. So with that, yeah, you're going to need more than one shop to do that. You can't do that with right. one shop. This shop we started, you know, it's a great look. I love it. Love everything about it. It wasn't the what I visioned in the beginning, you know? Sure. I really wanted to be like downtown Tampa or something more yeah. bustling, something with foot traffic. There's been some foot traffic here today, though. <laughs> Long story short, I couldn't afford high foot traffic areas, you know, especially in the heart of downtown sure. and stuff. So I started branching out further. I'm like, okay, let me try Tampa Heights. I was getting rejected on, you know, places there. I moved to Seminole Heights. I was getting rejected. So the started moving further out until I got to this area and which made sense anyways. I'm like, why am I trying to build a community in a community that I don't even live? I lived right. eight minutes from here. Yeah. The church two minutes from here. Yeah. My daughter goes to school five minutes from here. It just like one of those things that almost like kicked me in the face. Wow. And in doing it too, it was one of those where I was almost, um, you know, like, you know, whether you believe, you know, a door's opening for you by God or something like that. You choose to walk through it. I feel like maybe there were a few doors that might have been open that I didn't walk through. And it got to the point where I was just like, okay, you're going to get kicked through this door now. You know what I yeah. mean? Get rid of that job. Go and do this. Scariest thing I ever did. Best thing I ever did, though. And wow. with that, yeah. So go back to your original story. I'm rambling now. Um, we like rambling. I, yeah. You yeah. like rambling? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, we do. We love it. Yeah. In order to build coffee careers, you're going to need more than one shop. And with that, I have... Uh, so I have like kind of a structure. I'm, I'm more than willing. To, I'm a transparent. I'm more than willing to share it. You know, once I would say my debt has paid off to a certain shop, you know, and that shop is almost self-sustaining, the profits then would be pushed through the company kind of thing. So if you like you're making a million dollars in profit, never, never going to happen. But if that happens, why as, we me, believe- as the owner who had other people build it and create it with me? Why would I just pocket that? Mm, those those right. profits need to be shared with the employees. And in doing that, you can create careers, I believe. One shop can't do it. So I need multiple shops to do it. Mm. And in through and through that, I want to have people that are managers over that. So maybe one day Caleb's running the shop. Maybe one day. So just let a little cat out of the bag. We are looking at another location right now. Call you in 54. Very high traffic area and stuff. And one of our other baristas, Ashley, who works here, is probably going to be a partner in it. She's the one who developed our food program here, which we don't have wow. a kitchen. That's the goal. I wanted a second location where I can move the roaster over there, create a roastery kitchen, start doing wholesale stuff like that. Yeah. And I really needed somebody to partner with to do the food side because I can grill a steak, but I don't know how to bake stuff. And we try to be or a gluten-free facility. So in, in order to do that, you've got to be good at it. Yeah. yeah. She's good at it. You know what I mean? That's awesome. So that's another goal is like, it's not just Esmon. It's somebody who, when I first started this, I, I knew her. She she had worked in coffee before, two other shops. She was a mom, quit the quit it you know and then she kind of came here as a customer i was like oh my gosh you live in the neighborhood yeah she's like i live a mile away and she was just out of the blue just kind of like if you ever need like somebody to cover two hours a week for you i would love to get back into coffee you know and from there it turned into like she might be a business partner of mine i mean right. be a business partner uh, mine, yeah. you, know? you know what i mean like it's just one of those like there's another career being made out of it kind yeah of thing you know and that's the goal i hope and it's not just jonathan opening three shops four shops five shops it's elevation crew is yeah. the way i wanted to be same thing like create a shirt like i don't want my face on it. i want everybody's face on it you right. know what i mean i don't want i hate uh, people say it all the time you know, we get people walking there like so who's the owner here are you the owner yeah, that kind of thing you know i'm just yeah. like i i get why people ask that question yeah i hate it because i don't like being the face of anything i'm just not that person you know i just want to be like no this is it you know and one day when i am able to 
give ownership stakes to the baristas and stuff, I could be like, no, yeah, I'm if I'm the owner, no, no, we're the owners. <laughs> you know, if you have something like you want to congratulate somebody, you want to give a compliment, give it to these guys, give it to everybody. You know, yeah. don't just kind of me be like, I love what you do here because it's not what I do. I couldn't do this alone, which is why, you know, I've met these people and you know, again, not never plucked one or perched one or asked anybody to quit a job or anything like that. It just happened to be perfect timing for a lot of things where I got people. Yeah. I got JP when he worked here for a year. Guy was running his own shop, you know, before the pandemic hit. And I literally joked to my wife, I was like, there's only two people in this world that I would right now take to run a shop, Esteban and JP. And somehow I ended up with both of them. I don't know how. Right. And it was one of those where JP from the beginning, our first, we had a soft opening before we ever, we opened in December of 19. We had a soft opening just to kind of kick the tires, see what we're missing and stupid stuff you never think of. I didn't didn't buy garbage cans. Like, what what an idiot, you know, those things I didn't want to have on opening day. So we get in, we're slammed. It's just like me and Esteban back there working. My wife has to come in to do dishes. You know, she doesn't know how to make coffee or anything. She's just out there doing dishes. JP comes in, but literally I'm lying in the parking lot kind of thing. He sees, he walks up there. He goes, y'all need help? I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, bro. Comes back and works for two hours. Refuses to take pay for it. He's just one of those guys. That's cool. That is amazing. And then like a month later, he's just like, hey, if you ever needed, you know, some help, I'd love to work there. Ended up working there for a year with us. You know what I mean? Because like his goal was he wants to, he's on a farm right now, I think in Columbia, you know, he wants to open up his own shop independent of anybody else one day. And he wanted to learn other people's styles, other machines, other stuff like that, you know? And, you know, just those kind of things, like, I just loved it. The fact that he's going to be able to do that one day. And, you know, hopefully I, he'll, one day he'll mention that Elevation was part of his journey. You know what I mean? Not yeah. me, but Elevation. You know, he learned maybe yeah. learned from Esteban. Maybe he learned from Ashley. Or I learned more from him than I think he ever learned from me. And I just, I shouldn't get that as an owner. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, it's wow, like. <laughs> Your heart, like, is so obviously for people Thanks. and for building a community. And that's what I love. Because it takes it takes somebody taking a leap to do something that feels uncomfortable. Like you said, one of the most daunting phases of your life was stepping away from that 12-year regular 9 to 5 career and doing something that is a little bit more unpredictable. Right. But now you're here and you're dreaming of more. And the focus is on people. It's not more so you can become some like mega money guy oh, no, yeah. it's so you can do more of something you just love honestly i don't even know what to do with money i i, I just don't i'm just I'm, I'm not somebody in the in the buy more trash things, cans you know? you know? well, honestly yes yeah. I, would need more trash cans. <laughs> I just want to think yeah but yeah i only got one right now still so <laughs> just that one necessary trash that's all you need one that necessary. really is all you need that's amazing yeah that's awesome well i do have one question for you as far as like obviously looking at like more shops and stuff What's a what's a region of the world that you want to look into for future roasts that you really haven't explored? I mean, have you really That's a good question. I'm I'm down for anything that tastes good. I mm. kind of I'm not like specifically seeking out a region like saying like, "Oh, I have to have X, Y, or Z." Sure. If it tastes good and it's somewhere nobody's ever been, I I do want that because it's something that, you know, like when we brought in this Costa Rica, it was one of those where again, for years people just been like it's a Costa Rica. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I feel like that's kind of how people are Brazil's right now. Oh, it's a Brazil. It's going to taste like dark chocolate. You know what I mean? Mm. Brazil's now starting to come out with ones that are like bright, acidic, lemony, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, we've been cupping a few Brazils lately. So that's something I do want to bring in eventually is another Brazil that may might be familiar to the Brazil drinker, but also a little different. They're like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. Some of the places that I've seen growing, um, 
further out, like Indonesia, Sumatra, that kind of thing. Again, ones that are more known for earthy notes, uh, darker roast kind uh-huh. of thing. But then, like I said, Buddy Brew a couple of years ago had a Sumatra that even at the time I was like, I don't want to try that. Cause I remember roasting some myself and I just remember them all tasting the same. They're like, you have to try this. This is different. So depending on where the region is, now I'm not looking for a specific one. But man, if it's tastes good. If it tastes good, man. I Uganda, yeah. I'd get one from Japan if you can, you know, like James Hoffman just tried one from the UK that was grown in the UK. Wasn't very good. You know what I mean? But it was like <laughs> the fact that there's one grown in his homeland, that's really cool. If somebody grew in right. Florida, the elevation's not there for it, you know, for it to be like a good sweet cup of coffee. But if it was, oh my gosh, I'd pay top dollar for it because it's my own hometown kind of right. thing. You well, know? So I see this in your future, you know, you're gonna like like some hydroponic chamber with <laughs> pressure and you can like fake the elevation and you're just going to elevation oh yeah it's in the name it's in the name so i mean one of the goals more than looking at a specific region where i want to bring coffee in one of the goals is down the road and that, who knows maybe it's five years 10 years 20 years i don't know how long it'll take i would love to own a part of a farm i don't columbia guatemala i don't know where it's going to be where I can do certain things like experiment on the soil, on the plant varietal, on, you know, if that farm is using like a different method to dry the coffees, maybe trying a different method. And who knows, if those methods work, maybe they change it. But it also, in doing that, I would hope that it creates like, so there's certain things like when farmers pick the cherries, you know, you're picking all the all of them off of trees. And most of the time it's they just pick all of them. Yeah, like I would pay for you to slow down and pick only the ripe ones. I don't want the unripe ones. You know okay. what I mean? And if that costs a premium, I'm willing to pay it, kind of thing. That's down the road. I would love to do something like that, not specifically a region, cool. but to be like, hey, here's my finca, my farm. You know that we have been going down to and tending to the soil, doing these things too, and paying livable wages for people down there to yeah. work them and stuff. And again, and not in a white savior kind of way, but more in a like, I just love coffee, and I want to know from literally ground to cup where it was and, and be transparent about it yeah. kind of thing. What's the closest, and we're in Florida today, what's the closest place that you could get to a coffee farm here? I mean, here? I mean, Mexico probably. I mean, it's just right over the Gulf. I mean, you could go straight down south. Uh, I mean, what, Ecuador, uh, Brazil, Guatemala, any of those I guess would be really close to. Okay. So, what's, I mean, what's the dream? Is there a dream place? A dream place? To have the farm? So, only because... I've never had a coffee I didn't like, and I find them hard to find. Is Panama? I've never had a bad coffee from Panama, and again, and it's and usually they're very expensive coffees. And so that's what we tend to. We always have three hoppers on four, technically, if you include the decaf, which I'm yeah. not one of those like death before decaf guys. If def- decaf tastes good, I'll drink it. That's just I introduced that term to me. Oh, really? Yeah, well, because... He never heard it. Because oh, wow. a- after four o'clock, I got to shut it down. I got to do decaf. And I like having coffee in the evening. Yeah. But if I do... I would say, coffee won't keep me awake. Mm-hmm. But it won't let me rest. Yes, I understand so that, I yes. like literally my eyelids are going to close. It doesn't matter how much caffeine you put <laughs> in me. But then around 2 a.m., I'm writhing in the bed. Yeah. I just feel like I, I got to crawl on my skin. Thing. And if decaf tastes good, it's not death. Just give me good coffee. Like, exactly. I don't drink coffee for the caffeine. Yeah. I drink coffee because I love coffee, you know? Totally. And now, there's usually a story behind it, too. That's why I like coffee. Yep. Have you done any decaf? Yeah, we have decaf here. Yeah. And honestly, I like it. It's one of those where I'll brew it at home, 8 o'clock at night. Like, you got yeah. friends over or something like that. Yes. Or like, you know, yeah, yeah. 
you know, what's we do movie night with the family. You know, we were watching Raya and the Last Dragon the other day or something like that. I wanted coffee for some reason. You know, I, I'm not a popcorn eater or something like that. So right. I was like, I'm more of a I like sweets. Yeah. Sometimes Come I want on. coffee oh with the goodness. sweet. You know, it's like family. Right? Yeah. Happening right now. Instantly. So and I had so like whenever I'm in St. Pete, I run the Craft Cafe because they're a full gluten free bakery uh-huh. yep. and they have hand pies. They're my favorite thing in the world. Like I'm I have diagnosed with celiac like eight years ago. Okay. And they like saved my life when it comes to sweets kind of thing. So, oh, so, I, so that's some of the background behind why you want to go gluten-free, yes. Shopping. Okay, great. Cool. And, I, and, I, and eight years ago, it was hard to find gluten-free stuff that was any good. But now that, like, it's accessibly good, yeah. like, and sometimes we don't advertise as gluten-free because literally we've had it advertising people like, I don't want, I don't that, want that garbage. Yeah. yeah. We give it to you and they taste and eat it. And like, oh, did you know that was gluten-free? They're like, no, it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, it was, you know? It was. But that's how their hand pies are. Just, I miss pie. Pie is my all-time favorite, like, dessert. Like, if you give me my birthday, put a pie in front of me. What kind of pie? Cake. You're a pie guy. Pie. I like Fruit pies. Okay. If I had a blueberry pie or like a raspberry, like four pair, four, four berry pies. Okay. Index, I like the tart, but I like the sweet berries too. Blackberry, mm-hmm. ras- put them all in there. I want it. I don't do cherry pie only because when I was like 12 years old, I was in a pieing contest. And wow. they were supposed to rotate. Trauma. I hear. I sense yeah, trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were supposed to rotate the pies. I was just kind of like the second you call for one, you, just, you don't know which one you're going to get. I ended up getting seven straight cherry pies. No, I just can't eat cherry pies anymore. Listen, you had enough like, for a lifetime, basically. And I, and, and I we got exposure therapy. We'll slowly start giving it back to you. Right. And, and I'm just one of those people. If I've ever eaten something that came back later, I can't eat it again. <laughs> and it's one of those that but I did go back and I did get a cherry hand pie for, just to see if I could eat it. And it was delicious. But if there's a whole cherry in it, because I was swallowing whole cherries in this contest. Yeah, I almost it was. I still got to the oh point where goodness. I was like those those like. No the way. The subconscious yeah. you get back and you're just like, you're done. I'm done. I, I can't. can't. I can't go Tapping any further. Out. Tapping yeah, out. Yeah, that's crazy. Somebody can finish this for me. <laughs> when you make coffee at home, like in the evening like that, what's your preferred brew, brew method? Um, It's different per coffee, I would say. Okay. So if I'm doing the decaf, I make a pour over okay. of it. And so this is going to sound like being like that. I, I do pride ourselves on being almost like lab. Like we have a customer who comes in and he calls like me and asks my mad scientist because he sees us just doing weird things back there with coffee, especially when it slows down. We just tend to get a look experimental. Just missing the around. trench coats. That's all you're missing. Basically. I mean, right. we just get lab coats in there, yeah. some goggles, put them on. Right. Just a little Bunsen burner or something, you know? Coats. Pastel lab coats. Pastel lab coats. I love it. And pour over, but I don't get like super, I will good, I'll use good water. So if I can, I actually, because we have like a triple filtration system here, I will bring my own gallons in and pick water to go. But sometimes people look at it and I'm like, I don't weigh it out sometimes. I just kind of eyeball it, you know? And it's like, that's almost like as a coffee owner, people are like, dude, do you even do coffee? You know what I mean? Like how many grams? Is that? Like typically your eyeballs. Your, my, no. I, oh, I don't know. You calibrate. I, I hope, I feel like I've gotten it down to a certain science, right. you know, sure. but I, I do have a scale, but sometimes when I'm like in, I just don't, I don't need it sometimes. It starts you know to become I mean? na- like fluid motion. There have been a right. few times where my scales have broken and I had been surprised to still brew really good coffee. Yes. Just because you you physically have been doing it long enough, they're like, yeah, this is the amount. It's going to take about this long. I'll be done. You've um, broken multiple scales? Yes. Is that what you just I have said? two. So well, it's oh, <laughs> so, 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 sometimes it's just technical difficulties, but yeah, I, I've definitely gone through a couple scales. You're not counting like running out of batteries as like. Well, okay. yeah, that, I'm, but that's not broken. Okay, no, right, that's not right, broken, right, but right. I have run out and not wanted to go buy a pack of $20 batteries yeah. exactly. where I just like, I don't need this scale right now. Yeah. And I wait till the remote and needs the same batteries goes out too. And okay. then that, that's when the real need comes in okay. for batteries. When the yeah. remote's out, can't watch your Cobra Kai, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, we got priorities. Exactly. 
So uh, yeah, so you get to that point. So yeah, I have an error press at home. I have a, a pour over method. But honestly, like when you have a group of people over to it, like a drip pot, if as long as the coffee is good, yeah, freshly ground, you got good water. Any brew method's gonna work. Yeah, I, people ask that all the time. Like if if you were if you just had like twenty dollars to spend on something new, first thing I'd say, good quality water and a good yeah. grinder. Those two things. Because the coffee, if you're buying it from somewhere, is gonna be good quality anyways. From Buddy Brew, from us, from King State, you know, any of those places, you're gonna get good quality coffee. Last thing you want to do is something like, you know, cooking um, a chicken. You don't want to put bad spices on it. You know yeah. what I mean? If you've got good quality, or you buy, uh, you know, like Kobe beef or something like that, you're not going to mess it up by cooking it in like awful butter or like, right. you know, some cheap oil right. or something like right. that. You want to cook it in something good, same thing with coffee. Why would we brew it with, let me be honest, Hillsborough County tap water ain't the best tap water. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like city Tampa water, probably not the best for you. You want something that's filtered, something that's good. And same thing with the grinder. You go back to that. You don't want, a chunk, there's a whole bean in your thing. You want consistency in the grind. Consistency in your grind, yeah. And there, it's a point to where you can get super nerdy with it, and it does create a better cup, right? Yeah. But when the when those other things are just good, everything's going to be good. I don't need it yeah. to be the best cup I ever had. Every night I drink a cup of coffee, right? I don't need that, you know. I don't yeah. need my mind blown every time. Yeah. This dude, this has been such it's an been, amazing it's been day. Great. Honestly. And honestly, like before we close out our time together, one of the things that David and I really have a passion for is for people who may just be discovering that co- there's more to coffee mm-hmm. than just the cup that they get on a daily basis, wherever that is, Cafe Bustello, fast food, <laughs> coffee, like there's no, there's no hate there because we all started there. Right. Um, but what encouragement would you have to people who are just beginning that throughout this conversation have been like, I don't even know what that means. I don't know where that came from. How do I, where do I start? Where do you start? Um, find, find a local roaster. First thing you do, find a local mm-hmm. roaster, whether that's us, whether that's you know, somebody closer to you, wherever you live kind of thing. Find a local roaster, ask questions. If you go to a place and you find out they don't, they're not willing to ask your questions or like they keep a top, se- top secret, go to another place. Ask questions. Like Just be willing to always be learning. That's, and I'm the same thing with me. Like I've been doing this for years, been roasting my own coffee like that. I don't know everything. I will never know everything. Like You can come to me if I don't know. I'll at least go try to find the answer, you know? Just be willing to be wrong, willing to open your mind. Just always be willing to learn and to, to try something new, man. Just get in yeah. there, like, go to a... Right now, I mean, because of COVID and stuff like that, it's almost impossible now. But if you find a public cupping going on where people are doing tastings, join in. Even if you don't know what you're doing, like, there's always going to be the guy in there that wants to out-slurp somebody or out, you know, tasting <laughs> notes. I mean, it tastes like a nine-day aged... <laughs> Concord grape. You know what I mean? Like, right. To the too specific. You know what I mean? There's always going to be that guy. Let that guy be that guy. That's yeah. who they are. They want to be that guy. You don't have to be that guy. Go yeah. in there. If you're like, I taste sweet. Okay, cool. And then there's a flavor wheel. What kind of sweet are you tasting? You know, just constantly ask questions, learn, willing, be willing to learn. I'm always willing to learn too. Like, that's why I don't know. We, I bounce stuff off of each other. I'll, I'll probably bounce stuff off of you guys. I don't know. Uh, just, yeah. That. I love that. Ask that's questions. amazing. Yeah. And, and, I think just staying curious, yes. like asking those questions to the guy who might even be doing all the, <laughs> like ask him questions because yes. everybody has something to offer. Ask the slurper. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I would ask David questions when he was first getting into coffee that would help me to understand a little bit more where people are coming from because I think it's really important to go back to where you first started. Yes. Remember the beginning. Remember your first love. I, I've told this story on the show before that the very first cup of coffee that I had that like 
blew me out of the water tastes like blueberries. Yeah. So when you said that, I was like, whoa. Yep. But when you get back to that place, it it reminds you to stay curious, stay asking people questions, yeah. um, and and supporting local and going and finding places like Elevation Coffee. It's mm-hmm. the reason why we're here today, because I was just. It's so excited to find other people who love coffee just as much as I did and to walk into this place and feel like so instantly loved and served too. I mean, I know this, this is, this is in real time. We were served like 10 different coffee drinks. Yeah. And your hospitality has been really great today. Seriously. Thank you. I mean, if we don't have hospitality, what's the point? I mean, that's the thing. Like I, I, I won't, I won't say this, but going to New York, coffee shop in every corner. Yep. Some are better than others. Probably the best or second best coffee shop I ever went to in New York. I would never go to again. Hospitality was the most awful yeah. I'd ever seen in my life. It's I will tough. not go back there. That's the thing. You can get good, great coffee. Not almost anywhere, but you can find it almost any city in the world now. Why would I go back to another place? It's usually the experience you get with it, the service you got, the customer. And that's the thing that literally elevates. No, you know, like, no, you know I'll take I mean? it. It'll put you over the top of just having great coffee. It's even some things like we talked about. We our Mexican coffee here. That's from the local people, Yellow Rooster. Yeah. We weren't the only ones that had it. You could go get that coffee at Alert Coffee, which is another fantastic coffee mm-hmm. shop. And I recommend you go there and get it. In Gainesville, there's a place called Resident Coffee. That's They serve it through right. at Wyatt's Coffee. Fantastic. And they had literally one of the best coffees I've had in the past like six months from Edwin Noreno, another coffee from Yellow Rooster. Um, so if you're ever in Gainesville, check those guys out. But... You can get great coffee anywhere. You totally. can get the same coffee almost at other places. Like I've seen ones where they had Onyx had the same coffee that Joel Eastlick, who's a local roaster, had. You yep. know what I mean? What's the difference for why would I go to one over the other? And it's usually gonna be the hospitality service or something right. like that. And if you don't have those things, if you're not invite everybody through the door exactly as they are, why would they come back? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's perfect well, advice. I'm coming back. Yeah, definitely. No nice. doubt. We're going to continue to look locally. Yeah. Stay curious and ask questions yeah. and just be kind to people, essentially. Exactly. Love people the way that you desire to be loved, but just continually giving, being generous, mm-hmm. being kind. Dude, it was such an honor being here with you today. Dude, uh, yeah. this is so much fun. Uh, I would literally have done this like just to sit down and talk without the cameras. And, and we will. Right? At some point, we'll just literally <laughs> show up and just hang out. That's cool. I'm always down for that. Or, I don't know. If, are you ever at Rulu too? Like when uh, he's there and stuff? Oh, yes, you know? I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. Maybe I'll show up one day there too. And it was like, dude, let's just sit down and talk. Let's nerd out. Let's chill out. Like, awesome. you can do, I'm, I'm, I'm all spectrums of chill and nerd out. You know what I mean? Like, all right, well, it all. That, that's our kind of people. So if, if you're in the Tampa Bay area, if you're visiting, you live here, check out Elevation. It's been a fantastic experience. Thank so, you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. Cheers. 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 We'll catch you on the flippity sip. Ground to Earth is produced by David Furry, Josiah Kent, and Roy Seringo. Editing by Roy Seringo and David Gardner. Video by Roy Seringo and David Gardner. Music is by David Furry, Riley Thornton, and Josiah Kent. Thanks for getting Ground to Earth with your hosts, Josiah Kent and myself, David Furry. See you next time.